your dreams for 2019, dealing with setbacks, and how I will get to America in 2019. Irishman stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, America. I'm back. It's 2019, and we got a lot of work to do. This, of course, is the show exclusive to the Blaze where you come for the accent, but you stay for the principles. You also come for the bald head, I've been told. So, hey, whatever is your uh, takes your fancy. We have a jam-packed show for you today. I want to talk to you about some very important things, and I want to kind of give you. I've been hinting for you know late last year about some changes, about my focus, about what I've got planned for this year. And it's 2019. I'm finally able to get to talk to you about what we have planned, and I'm going to need your help to get to achieve some of these goals. But we'll get to that later in the show. I want to talk to you about 2019. I want to have an honest conversation with you, not about your politicians, not about Donald Trump, not about DC, not about the fake news media. I want to have a conversation about you because it's 2019. It's a new year, new opportunities. And if you're like, I don't know, the majority of Americans and the majority of people around the world, whether you're American, Irish, English, European, French, German, Australian, Chinese... You make some type of New Year's resolutions. You know, they can be something simple, like I'm doing one at the minute, but I've been doing it a very long time. Hey, I want to lose weight. You know, other people, I want to save some money. I want to give up a certain food or a drink for, you know, for health reasons or to help me lose weight. Others, maybe some bigger decisions. You know, I want to find a new job. I'm not happy with where I'm at. Or I want to buy a house. I want to get out of rented accommodation or shared accommodation. I want to own my own house. Or it could be something, again, I'm on this journey. I want to find a a wife. Or if you're someone else, you want to find a husband. Or you want to find someone's transgendered or whatever. You know, it's 2019, baby. You can do whatever you want. I actually want to talk to you today about how you achieve those goals. I want to talk to you and I want to use myself as a guinea pig. Not so y'all can hear about my boring life. But I want to just give you some examples because I've been through this. And I want to help people and motivate people to achieve their goals. Because here's the sad news about New Year's resolutions. You know, it's the 1st of January. And everyone's like, hey, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to make more money. I'm going to get this new job. I, I have all these goals. The sad news is vast majority of people will give up on their New Year's resolutions. You see, it's very easy to, to say something. It's very easy for me to say, hey, I'm going to, to move in America. By the way, that's a spoiler. In 2019, I will be in America. I will live in America. Bank on it. And I'll talk to you about that later in the show. It's fun. It's easy to say that. It's easy to say, hey, I'm going to hey, I'm gonna be the best look and I'm going to be better looking than George Clooney. It's easy to say it. When it comes to actually doing it, it's a different story. It's time to put up or shut up. As someone who is trying to lose weight, it's incredibly hard. It is incredibly hard because you got to go to the gym five, six, seven times a week. You got to sweat your butt off. You got to work hard. You got to lift weights. You got to do cardio. You got to do conditioning. It's hard. Here's some stats for you just to prove this for you. The sad news is everybody on January 1st says, Hey, I got these New Year's resolutions. I'm going to be a better me, a stronger me, a healthier me. By January 31st, a mere 31 days later, yeah, pretty much one out of every three has given up. Fast forward that to June, more than one out of every two have given up. Why is this? Why is this? If you make New Year's resolutions or if you've made some or you're thinking about making some changes in your life, I want to give you some things to think about. I want to give you some things to reflect upon. And I would ask you to reflect upon these over the weekend. But you can also come back to this show later on in the year if you need some, you know, up-to-date, you know, top-ups. Some things to rethink about. I'm going to start you off with one key stat. This is going to be more 
talking about principles and lifestyle, but there is one stat you need to know. One of the reasons so many people quit by January 31st is this. According to the European, you know, the Europeans have got this down, right? The European Journal of Social Psychology, it takes up to 66 days for our brain and our bodies to form new habits. And then for them habits to become part of our new routine. So it takes 66 days of you doing the same thing, whether that's praying, whether that's talking to someone, whether that's been a better person, whether that's not eating chocolate, whether that's going for a walk at night, whether that's playing more time with your dogs, whatever it is. It takes 66 days for that to become a habit. And some people will try it for 5 days, 10 days, 20 days, and they go, ah, it's too much hassle. It's too cold. I'm too tired. I'm too busy. And then they lose the routine. And then it means nothing. So let's, you've got some goals, you've got some missions, you've got some dreams that you want to talk about. How do you get them? How do you make them a reality? Well, the first step on any mission, it's like, you're, it's like driving a car. Hey, I want to, you know, I'm in Ireland, I want to get to Texas, how do I get there? I don't just sort of get in my car and just drive wondrously, aimlessly. You've got to sit down, you've got to go, okay, how do I get to Texas? I got to get out of my car and I get to get to Dublin Airport. Then I got to get a flight to somewhere in America, usually New York, Chicago, D.C., wherever's cheapest. Fly into there and then wait and then get a connecting flight down to Dallas. That's how I get to Dallas. And then I get out at the Dallas airport and I get a car and then I go wherever I want. Hey, I'm in Dallas. I can do what I want. You got to sit down. It's the same with goals. You got to sit down and write down very clear and defined goals of what you want to achieve. If you have more than one goal... It's very important that you prioritize them. So if let's say you have simple goals of, let me give you an example. I'll use me as a gimme picker. I have many goals. I want to lose weight. I want to live in America. I want to make a difference. I want to do more charity work. You got to prioritize them. You got to, sometimes they fit into each other, by the way. You know, they kind of, you can, they're two different goals, but they kind of work together. I want to get to America and I want to lose weight. They are kind of connected. Because I believe the better looking I am, the more chances I have. But we'll talk about that later on in the show. As you reflect on your list, you have to be very honest. This is why I say you have to do this alone in a room by yourself. It's so easy to lie to yourself, to kid yourself, to, you know, to fool yourself into thinking a certain way. But you have to look at each one of your goals that are unique to you and ask yourself, how badly do you want this goal? Or do you just go, hey, you know, it'd be nice to achieve it. Let me give you some examples. I badly, 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 badly want to live in America. Like, badly. I'm desperate, man. I'm like, I just got to get there. You know, I I won't go illegally, but I just need to get there. It's like, you know, other times, you know, the, the most famous example I could think of this, our most popular example is, you know what? You talk to a lady who's getting married in like six weeks she's like i gotta fit into this dress i want to look good for my wedding pictures i want to look good for you know my honeymoon i want to look good on my wedding day it's my only day i want to look good well i want to look good every day but you get my point wedding day is really important now compare that to a goal that you kind of want or that'd be like yeah it'd be nice to achieve you know what i'd like to have more money in the bank i'd like to have an extra holiday this year I'd like to, you know, eat out once every month, especially. like I'd love to have like a T-bone steak or a New York strip steak once a month. It would be nice. It's not a, re- it's a goal, but it's not like I really need to eat that T-bone steak once a month. You need to be honest with yourself and don't lie to yourself. The reason you have to be honest with yourself is because honesty is always a good policy. But the truth is, in 2019, we live in a world of instant gratification. You look around the world, it is instant gratifying. You know, I've spoken about this at length in the past. Just think of the internet. Look, think of all the things you would do on your phone. Like that. Instance. You go onto your phone, probably takes you longer to log into your phone with your password than it does to do some things. You're on the internet, boom. You're on social media, boom. You want to ring someone, boom. This wasn't always the case. You know, you press a button and you get perfectly made coffee. It's incredible. But we're always looking for shortcuts. We want people to do work for us and we can take the credit. We want to be able to lose weight by taking a pill. We want someone else to be responsible for our lives and our decisions. That's great. If you want that, your goals won't work. Because if you want to achieve your goals and make 2019 your best year to date, you got to do the hard work. 
Let me give you an example. Me as a guinea pig. Me losing weight. I want to lose weight. I want to be better looking. Because one of my goals in 2019 is I want to find a wife. Or maybe be on the path to find a wife. Hey, ladies. Look at you. I'm single. I, I know, right? I can't believe it either. But, you know, there's clearly been a mistake somewhere. But I want to find a wife. And I think my chances are improved with being better looking. Because, you know, this, this baldness and this accent can only get you so far. Right? But it would be so easy just to take a pill. It would be so easy. Hey, John, take this pill, you'll be a skinny boy. Or less fat. But it doesn't work that way. Also, I think it's kind of cheating. There is something satisfying about every time it hurts like hell going to the gym. I am a gym rat. I train six days a week. Sometimes I train seven if I'm physically able. But I do a physical job, so sometimes I take a seventh day off. But I love training. And when I become better looking, I'll be able to look at myself in the mirror going, I did that, no one else. That's all me. That's my blood, my sweat, my tears, and my achievements. If you want to make your goals come true, the time for dreaming, the time for wishing, the time for hoping, it needs to stop. The time for hard work starts right now. Because we need to remember one thing, especially if we're competing with someone else. Let's say, give an example as a job. If you want a promotion, you're competing with someone else, whether you know it or not. We need to remember that for every minute you're not working on your goals, chances are the person you're competing with, even though you don't know it, is working to achieve their goal. I want you to think of someone you admire in life, whether it's a Hollywood actor, whether it's a politician, whether it's anyone. Just someone you admire in life. Just think of that person. And I want you to, I'm going to come back to that person several times in this show. But I want you to think of that person right now and think of how successful they are. Maybe they've made a load of movies or they've become president or they've become a multi-multi-millionaire. Whatever it is. Do you think they became successful by chance or by luck or by faith? Or are they where they are right now at the peak of their career or the pinnacle of their career because they worked on their dreams 24-7? Which brings me to my next point. You've got to start investing in you. You know, we never like to look at ourselves in a mirror and kind of go, you know what, where are my shortcomings? Where can I be better? You got to be selfish in a way. You got to invest time in yourself. You got to be able to go, where, where am I, where can I improve? Do I need to look better? Do I need to be more positive? Do I need to be less negative? Do I need to work on my faith? Do I need to network with people more? Or do, do I have some deficit in some topic? You know, do I need to learn a foreign language? Or do I need to, you know, understand AI? Do I need to understand foreign policy? Do I need to understand economics? Do I need to understand the Constitution? Where can I improve? We need to work on identifying our shortcomings and work on them until the day be, they become a strength. Because again, hard work only gets you there. The reason this is so important is because so many people just think they're perfect. Are just happy where they are. They're just thinking, you know what, I'm here, I'm happy. We have so much potential inside of us and around us. Let me give you an example. I don't know what age you are listening to this, but it's safe to assume you're at least a teenager. I want you just to visualize yourself and kind of go, all your knowledge that you know right now, everything you know that you feel, that you all your life experiences, I want you just to think about it, and then I want you to think about going back 10 years in your life. I'll do this as an example in my mid-30s. If I knew now, sorry, if I knew what at, let's say 25, let's keep it simple. At 25, what I knew now, I would not be where I am now in my mid-30s. Wouldn't work. Because I'd have more knowledge. I would have taken different paths. And I can give you a simple example of this. If we could go back in time, I would make one choice in my life and I could nearly guarantee I'd be in America. Actually, I could tell you two things. One, when I was about 16, I wanted to join the army. I was very close to joining the army. I should have done it. But honestly, I had no interest in joining the Irish army. I wanted to join the army, not a peacekeeping force. But my second thing I would have done if I could have changed my life, if if I knew then what I knew now, is what I would have done is I would have become a student. I would have went to college straight after. I would have sucked it up, went to college, and then went over to America to work on summer visas. Because you're nearly guaranteed a summer visa. And then who knows? So many people get offered full-time jobs through that way. I would have had a degree that would have been one less obstacle to overcome. 
Now, think of yourself doing that every 10 years, going back and learning what you know, going back 10 years in your life, but with the same amount of knowledge that you know today. The reason I say that to you is that shows the potential you have. As great as you are, you could be perfect right now. If you put yourself back 10 years or 20 years with the knowledge that you have now, just think of how much different your life would be. That is the room for potential. That is the room for growth. And you can keep doing that no matter how much of the pinnacle you hit. You can always be better. We need to strive to be better. We need to make this the year we do something different. Because as Einstein once defined the definition of insanity was, it's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. If you really have a goal this year, if you really want to do something different, it's something small like losing weight or a different job, you have to understand, you have to be, to do something you've never done before, but you also have to be understand, you're going to have to be prepared to take some risks. You're going to have to be prepared to fall flat on your face. And the sad truth is you're going to have to be prepared to upset a few people. You're going to have to be prepared to upset a few apple carts and knock a few carts over. Because the truth of our world and social media has really helped increase this and make this more obvious is a lot of people, a lot of people are very jealous of others. A lot of people sit at home on their keyboards looking to tear others down. They love telling you you can't do something. And if you start actually making positive changes in your life, they'll start to say, hey, why are you making changes? You're getting better. Hey, you got to come back down to our level, buddy. Which brings me to something that's very important that no one will ever tell you. No one will ever say this to you. Sacrifice. Yes, I said sacrifice. Because here's the truth. If you want to make this the best year you've ever lived, you are going to have to sacrifice aspects of your life. It, I don't know what that sacrifice is. It'll be different for everyone. It may be you need to watch less telly. It may mean you need to sleep less. It may mean you need to be around your friends less. It may mean you need to spend less time with your family, your friends. It may mean you're not, you're not able to go out on a Friday night and have some drinks because you'd not only lose Friday night, but you might lose some on Saturday morning because you're tired or hungover. It may mean you just simply, if you're on a diet, you got to sacrifice tasty food. you got to give up pizzas and burgers and pastas and breads and barbecue and all that lovely, lovely, tasty, gluten-free food. You know, the cheese. Mmm, I'm hungry tasting about it. I've made sacrifices. Many sacrifices were forced upon me. But sacrifice, I don't go out. I can tell you the last time I was out socially. It's a long time ago. I've sacrificed spending time with my friends. Sacrificed friends doing what I've done. You think I'm popular doing what I do? Do you think everyone in Ireland, not, I'm not looking for poor me, just stating a fact. You think people in Ireland are like, hey, go John, you're so great. You talking about freedom and American exceptionalism. Wow, you're swell. I've made sacrifices. Not looking for sympathy, but you have to make sacrifices. Sacrifice is very hard. No one ever wants to sacrifice doing things. But you need to, to make your goal. You don't need to talk to, look at me. If you've ever seen a picture of me, you know, look at me. I'm trying to lose weight. I've had to sacrifice junk food. Look, if you've seen a picture of me, you know that is not easy. That is damn hard. I'm like a big burger walking around. I'm literally a burger with legs. That is literally what I look like. That's what I feel like. But I want to be stronger. I want to be healthier. I want to be better looking. Because as I said earlier on, one of my goals is I want to find a wife. It is hard when you try to spend all this time focusing on your emotions. When you want to just focus in on life being easy. What you have to do is not focus in on where you are. Not focus on how hard this journey is. Not focus on the sacrifice. But what drives me is I focus on what I will look like. On how I will feel. I focus on when I actually start continue to lose this weight. When I, how I look in those nice jeans. How I look in that shirt. How I look in my, my jerseys. How, you know, how I'll feel. You got to focus on, on what you will look like and what you will feel like. or what, How you will feel when you achieve your goal. Not the sacrifices. Not the pain. Because if I said to you, let's give me an example. So many people will count the cost, is what it's called. 
If someone said to me, John, right, okay, John, you want to be a skinny person. Okay, yeah, I do. Okay, here's what you're going to need to do. You're going to have to walk 10,000 miles over the next three months. That's not realistic, but let's just say. I'd be like, yeah, that ain't happening. What you have to do is just go in and go, hey, I really want to be better looking. I want to be stronger. I want to be thinner, which I do. Then I'm going to pay the price. I don't care what it is. I am paying the cost of admission to get there no matter what the cost is. Because here, there's a great saying, and I remember hearing Will Smith say it. There are two things going to happen when we step onto that treadmill. He was giving a speech about motivation. He was like, two things are going to happen. Either I'm going to win or I'm dying. But I ain't getting off that treadmill until I win or I die. I'm like that with getting with this dream, with America. Either two things are going to happen. One, I'm going to be better looking or I'm going to die. Or two, I'm going to get to America or I'm going to die trying. But I am getting there. I am achieving my goals. This brings me to motivation. You have to sit down and be clearly understand what your motives are for wanting to achieve your goal. Now, sometimes our motives can be considered childish or even embarrassing and you don't want to share them to people. If something motivates you, no matter how childish or what you think other people will think if they knew, use it. If it motivates you, it does not matter. Again, using myself as a guinea pig for this. I'm losing weight. I've lost a fair bit of weight and I have a long way to go. One of my motivations, there are two motivations, I'll be very honest about this. One, I told you I want to find a wife. But secondly, I do public speaking. I'm in pictures with people. I am on TV at times. Let me be blunt. I want to get to a point where I'm able to see myself in those pictures and in the TV videos and the shows and not gag at how bad I look. I just want that. I, I'm never going to say, hey, uh, John, hot stuff, baby, look at you, you're sexy. That ain't ever going to happen because, number one, it's not my personality type. But two, I, I just don't ever foresee that happening. But I want to get to a point where I'm like, you know what, I, I, look, I look okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not gagging in my mouth looking at myself, you know, because that's, that's what motivates me. Now, other people might say, John, that's very childish, or John, you're in your 30s, that sounds immature, or, or the one I get when I tell about finding a wife, and they go, well, John, I always love this, people say this, well, John, women, the real woman will see through your exterior shell and see how awesome you are, and will love you for you. Yeah, it doesn't happen, well, it hasn't happened for me, and that's okay, I'm prepared to change, it's going to make my life better, because I'll be stronger, I'll be fitter. And it also has, will play into other goals I want to do. The amount of times I have worked out and I've like, oh, I'm tired. Oh, do you know what? I'm just not feeling it today. Oh, you know what? Oh, is, is, is that a twinge in my shoulder and my arm? I think I'll go home. The amount of times I have wanted to give up. And then I thought of my motivation going, you know what? You don't work out today. You're going to put yourself back. The amount of times that motivation has kicked in and went, you know what, I'm not saying they were great workouts, but I did not give up. The amount of times that motivation motivated me to get through, to push, to get through another two or three kilometers on a, on a treadmill, to get through another two or three kilometers on an elliptical, to get through more curls on my arms. Because hey, that's another one I want as well, I'm, since I'm sharing all my goals. I have many goals for 2019. I want my big arms back. I used to bodybuild when I was a teenager. And then I hurt myself and I went through a, a three, four year stretch where I did my, I hurt my back and I was on the plank of wood for like six weeks. And then I hurt my left knee and, or my right knee and then I hurt my left knee. can never remember which I did first um, because it's, that one was 2004 and one was 2005. So, and the reason I remember 2004 was because I was in New York because I never forget, I was, I had the funniest conversation with, with a doctor I was told, I went in and had an MRI on my knee and I was going to uh, New York City and I was going for many things, but one of the things was Patrick's Day 2004 and I was bringing my mother, Irish, my Irish mother, for Patrick's Day in New York and like two weeks beforehand I did my knee and I went to the doctor and the doctor was like, okay, and I was like, hey, by the way, you know, I, when's our next appointment or what's going to happen because I'm going away and like, where are you going? I'm like, going to New York and like, yeah, that mightn't be happening. I'm like, 
I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, what? He's like, yeah, you mightn't be able to fly to New York. You know, depending on the results, you may have a blood clot and be at risk of a blood clot. And I'm like, don't care. I'm going. Hell or high water is not stopping me getting to New York City. Um, so that's how I'll always remember one of them. But I can't remember whether it's my right knee or my left knee. So I used to train. I used to have very big arms. I loved it. Also, women loved it as well. Back, But that was 2000s. Different dime, different place, different me. But I want my big arms. I want to be big and strong again. The amount of times that motivation has kicked in and went, you know what? Let's get them. You know, literally do another set of arm curls with dumbbells with your bar. Just keep going. Just keep going. I don't care how much pain you're in. It's going to be worth it because you don't look at what you are now and you don't look at the sacrifice. But you look at how you're going to feel. Hey, whether it's in two months or three months or four months when your arms are back, you're going to be like, hey, look at my arms are back. I'm back strong. Which leads me on to the next point. And this is probably maybe the most critical one. of every. I think every point is critical, but this is very important. Setbacks and disappointments. When you're setting up for your goals and your dreams and your, your new future, you have to be prepared, prepared mentally and physically for setbacks and disappointments. So many people I talk to, they go, hey, I've got this dream. And I talk to a lot of people in the gym because I'm fairly experienced at weightlifting, even though you wouldn't know it by looking at me. So many people just go, you know what? I'm going to lift 300 pounds. I'm going to bench 300 pounds by the end of the year. And that's cool. That's great. That's a great goal. But they never equate any failures or setbacks or plateaus in there. They always just think, hey, I've got this goal. I'm going to set this goal, bench 300 pounds by the end of the year, and I'm just going to achieve it. It's easy because I've decided I'm going to bench 300 pounds. I'm going to bench 300 pounds. Things are going to go smoothly. I'm going to achieve my goal. It always happens. Life is not like that. I'm sorry to say that. Especially in weightlifting, if I may use the gimme pig example, and I've had this at different weights. You know, you may start off at lifting 150 and then you get to 160 and you get 170 and your goal is 300 pounds. At some point, you're going to plateau. I remember I had it for... Was it four, five, six weeks? I remember it was like the longest period of my life. It felt like it. I could not get, I can't remember what weight it was, but I could not get past it. I couldn't lift a pound more. And every time I'd go into the gym going, today's going to be the day I'm going to lift it. I'm going to do a new personal best. Nope. And then I'd I'd be like, oh, come on, this can't happen. And I'd get disappointment. And then I'd be like, the next time I was lifting, benching on my chest, today's going to be the day. Nope. And it went for like four or five weeks. It was forever. Because it was so much disappointment. But then eventually I got it. So many people don't leave room for a setback. Because here's the truth. Life, whether it's life in general or whether it's people, is filled with pain, with setbacks, with disappointments, with failures, and yes, even defeats. We love tearing people down. Look at social media. You just look on social media for five minutes. You're telling me there's any ounce of positivity on there? Apart from Freedom's Disciple, you know, at Freedom Disciple. You check me out, you'll see loads of positivity. But nobody wants to tell you you can do stuff. Everyone loves to tell you, hey, you suck. Hey, you suck. You're a GOP supporter. You suck. Hey, you voted Trump. You suck. Hey, you didn't like Obama. You're a racist. You suck. Hey, you like you voted for Donald Trump. You're automatically a white supremacist. You suck. And it happens on both sides, by the way. Hey, you're a Democrat. You're clearly a socialist. Bernie Sanders, tree-hugging, you know, new green, green New Deal lover. You see it all places. If you want to achieve your goal, you're going to have setbacks. Life or people are going to try and pull you down. When you hit your setback, here's what I want you to do. And I've been deadly serious about this. I want you to smile. And I want you to be happy. Because this is a prime opportunity for you to grow as a person. Because I'm going to call out four people to you today. And they're defined by four characteristics. And I want you to decide which one you want to be. You can be person number one. Who is defined by their failures. You know, we all know that person. I could have been someone. I could have done something. I could have been different. I could have been great. How many people do you know the second person is? They tried to do something, they hit a setback, and they quit. Going by the stats, a lot of people do this in New Year's resolutions. Hey, it's January 1st, I'm going to be better. I'm going to be more awesome. And then they hit a setback. 
Ah, you know what? Screw it. I don't want that. Uh, that New Year's resolution. It'll be next year. Totally next year's going to be my year. And they quit. And then January 1st, the next year. Hey, New Year's resolution. I'm going to do ABC. They hit a setback and they quit. How many person do you know that fails, did something, failed, and failed miserably, and then ended up bitter? It was always someone else's fault. They were holding me back. The man didn't want me to achieve. And they get bitter and angry. Or do you want to be the last person? You fail, and you use that motivation to achieve your goal anyway. I asked you to start to think of someone you really admire and successful. Do you think the person that you you admire and is successful just said, you know what, let's just take a movie star. Hey, I'm going to be the biggest movie star of all time. I don't know who the biggest movie star is today, but let's use an example. The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Do you think Dwayne The Rock Johnson said, hey, I'm going to be the biggest movie star of all time? And then just got there? I can actually tell you, as someone who knows a bit about Dwayne The Rock Johnson, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. In fact, his actually story is actually very interesting. Cause I, and the reason I used him was not because he's a big movie star, but because he's actually f- featured in some of the motivational videos I actually watch a lot. And he like, tells a story about how he wanted to be, his dream was not to be a Hollywood actor. His dream wasn't even to be a wrestler. His dream was to be a pro footballer. And then, bam, got an injury and he was done. And he talks about, and if you ever want to watch his motivational videos, he talks about how not hitting that dream, that failure, was the best failure that ever happened to him. Because if he had hit football and become a pro footballer, would he be who he is today? I actually believe setbacks are good. And I'll tell you why. Because I think it's a life test for you. I think it's a test for you to see how badly you want to achieve your goal. And see what you're willing to do to make it a reality. Again, let me be a gimme pig for this. If you have followed me for a very long time, you know, over the last three, three and a half years of this show and maybe beforehand, because I've been around a while, I'm getting old, I'm like the furniture, but um, my journey to America, this is, 2019 is my 15th year trying to get there. I've had a lot of setbacks and a lot of setbacks, the one setback nearly killed me, I'm not going to lie. It broke my heart, it shattered me, I... I I could have been, as we were talking about, you know, the, the four people earlier on, I could have been that bitter old guy. It was so easy because I was very close to it. When Glenn offered me the job and then I was like, finally I've got it. Dream job, Texas, living in America. And then I found out I couldn't get a work visa. I'm not going to lie. I, I, would, I had many, 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 many dark days and many dark thoughts. But... Here I am, nearly two years later, saying in 2019, I'm going to be there. Because that was a test for me. That was life testing me going, hey, you've had this long ass dream. You've had it 13 years. Here it is for you. And it's like, you ever watch Who Wants to Be a Millionaire where they give him the check on? But we don't want to give you that. I had a dream, my dream put in right in front of me. And it was literally so close, I could sniff it. I could nearly touch it. And life just went, nope. That was life's way of saying, you know what? How badly do you want to be an American? How badly do you want to be there? There were times I said, you know what? Not badly enough, I give up. I'm not joking. I literally said to a few people, and I think I said it publicly a few times, I'm giving up. I'm done. I just couldn't. And people said, look, you'll find a way. And I was like, no, nah, I think... I think it's time just to accept faith and just give up. I was just an emotionally a very, very bad place. But here's the truth. Because when you have a dream, you have to see how badly you want it. Because dreams and sacrifices are involve sacrifice. They involve blood sometimes. They involve sweat. They involve tears. They involve pain. They involve heartbreak. Will it become too hard for you or will you push through and achieve your dream? For me, that setback, on top of a load of other setbacks over the years, especially about America, led me to believe I really, really, really want it. And let me be blunt with you, my motivating factor. Sometimes what gets me through with it is the thought one day, I've actually been there, 
And to be able to say, you know what? I, you know, in an ideal world, would I wish that I didn't have the whole, you know, 15-year period to get there and to be part of your culture? That would have been nice. I would have rather spend the 15 years in your country and part of your country than not been in Ireland. But you know what? I also think it will make me appreciate your country a lot more. Because when I get there, and I will get there, I will achieve that goal, and I'll achieve it in 2019. When I get there, I'll be able to look at myself and go, you know what? You can say lots of things about me. You can call me a phony. You can call me a fat ass. You can say I'm ugly. You can say all the insults that you have said over the years. You can say I was a never-Trumper. You can say I was a sellout. You can say anything. But because I got there, I persevered more than a hell of a lot of other people would have done. And I also did it by keeping my character. I did it the right way. I could have said, you know what, life screwed me over. People screwed me over. I'm entitled to be an American. I'm going to go illegally. Hey, they let everyone else in. Why not me? And I actually will serve their country. I'll pay it back. Mano, my character is worth more. Uh, when I get to America and say I'm officially there legally, I'll have earned it. Which leads me to another important point. Your support system. When you're on a journey to, to import, improve yourself, you have to surround yourself with supporting people, with positive people. You want people who will ride this journey with you. Like many of you have done with my journey. That you will help you out on bad days who will make you laugh, who won't laugh at your motivations, and there will be in there to encourage you and pick you up and cry with you maybe when you suffer a setback, just like so many of you did. When I had my setback, I had so many people reach out to me and give me supporting words. Y'all made me laugh. Y'all kept encouraging me going, John, you're going to get here one day. And at the time, I didn't want to hear it because I was just in a bad place. But I had that support system. That's true social media. Social media has unlimited potential. But sadly, in certain places, if you look, it's filled with negative people. They love to insult you, bring you down to their level. Because truthfully, they're jealous of you. Because they see you working and improving yourself, whether it's become better looking, whether it's you're knowing a different subject, whether it's you know getting different opportunities, whether you're improving yourself at your job, whether it's becoming happier and healthier in life. They're just sitting there, as the same as always, and you're getting better. You're going at, getting out of the rat race. And it is easier for them to say, you know what? Hey, look at you. You're improving. Let's pull them down back to our level than it is for them to actually look at themselves in the mirror and go, you know what? Hey, they're doing something to improve myself. How about I do something to improve myself? And here's the, the saddest thing I'll say to you today. The hardest part of this support system and the hardest facts you need to understand is that logic and maybe reason or maybe Christianity or whatever different aspect you want to think about is to think that maybe your family and those closest to you will be part of your support system. The sad truth is, from seeing it from my own life and from other people's lives, they're the worst people to be your support system at times. You know, you have sibling rivalries, you have family rivalries, you have in-laws and outlaws and every other different type of law. And they love pulling you down. Hey, you're getting too big for your britches, boy. Hey, you can't be better than me. Hey, you can't be more important than me. Family will bring you down if you let it. If your family knock you, make you feel bad, guilty, they'll tell you you can't do something. Please, please, please find a new support system. Because I believe it is necessary for you to achieve your dreams. It is necessary. I want to finish this part of the show by talking to you about one critical question. I want you to sit down and I want you to close your eyes and I want you to visualize your goal right now. Your most biggest, hardest, most impossible goal. And ask yourself one very simple question. Why can't you achieve it? Why can you not achieve your goal? And whatever how many excuses or many reasons you come up with, ask yourself, are those reasons valid or are they simply in your head? 
Because here's where I'm going to lay some truth on you. I'm a Christian. I believe everyone is made in God's image. I don't care about your age. You could be young or old. I don't care about race. You could be the color of the freaking rainbow for all I care. I don't care about your gender. I don't care whether you, or if I may be, you know, very blunt. You know, I don't care whether you're a guy and you have uh, uh, two dingleberries and a, a banana, or whether you're a female and you got two fried eggs or two melons. That's an Irish joke, which I'll maybe explain to you another day. I don't care who you sleep with. I don't care whether you, you know, sleep with boys, girls, both, none, trans. I don't care about your lifestyle. I know, may know nothing about who you are listening. But I know a couple of things about you without ever even talking to you, engaging with you, or, or even having them met you. You have a purpose on this world. And you have unlimited potential and greatness inside of you. You have many unique talents. Many unique attributes. It's why you are you. And there is not another you. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I also believe this. The dreams that you have, I think they're promptings. I think they're given to you. I'm not saying there's an almighty power. I believe in God. Whether you believe in faith, whether you believe in karma, whether you believe in a conscience or a higher power, you could believe in mother nature, or you could believe in the power of a, I don't know, a, a bird. I don't know what you believe. But I do not believe our brains just come up with dreams for fun just to show us an image or a potential future us and then, hey, you know what, but you'll never achieve this. I actually believe our dreams are given to us. Our dreams are given to us. And it's up to us to see if we want to chase them and see if we're willing to put in the hard work and make the sacrifices. I want to finish with a couple of stories for you. Just to show you the highlights, because it's January, which means we're only about six weeks or five weeks, depending on when you're listening to this from spring training, and baseball's my favorite sport, and everyone, if you're a long-term listener, you know we all love the Yankees on this show. But I don't want to talk to you about the Yankees, I want to talk to you about two stories that you need to understand. They're two stories that inspire me, and they're two stories I think about on a regular basis. You know, people always think they have loads of time. People always think they have, you know, loads of time. I'll change tomorrow. You know, especially if you're doing a job, you know, they think they have loads of time. They have loads of time for their career. Hey, I'm not going to retire for another 30 years. I have loads of time. You don't, may not have as much time as you think. The difference of being successful and unsuccessful in life could be literally a second. You know, when you think of the outcomes of a, of a batter in the batter's box playing baseball, and again, it doesn't matter who you support, whether it's the Yankees, the Red Sox, or even if it's a college team or a minor league team, or you're just your little kid's, you know, softball league. Just think of the, someone, that pitcher throwing that ball into the batter over the, over the place. There are so many different outcomes, and they literally all revolve around the split second from both the pitcher and the hitter. You look at the when a batter hits the ball. He could hit it and just be a split second early or late. Or the bat could be a bit split second too, too high or too low. And it's a foul ball. There is literally millimeters and milliseconds between the difference between a foul ball bit back behind the plate and a home run. There is literally millimeters and se- milliseconds difference between a ground ball and a fly ball and a line drive. There is so many little milliseconds. There are milliseconds and mini inches. The difference between that batter hitting the ball and not hitting the ball. It's the same in your life. Those little milliseconds add up. Every second you're not spending time on your dream, it's a waste. Every time, second you spend in your life, there's one. There's another, there's another. That you're not thinking about, hey, can I be better? You're potentially losing out on someone else. You're potentially hitting the foul ball or hitting the, the ground ball to short to be out at first 
when the other person who's just that millisecond ahead of you hits a, a line drive for a single or a double or maybe even a home run. The second thing is about failures and about mindset. One of the greatest quotes and interviews I ever saw, and it changed my life many, many years ago, it was by a former Yankee, Nick Swisher. And he's not a famous Yankee, but he's really, he's really bubbly and really fun. He was always fun to be around. And he just said, you know, he said, well, you know, been a batter, you know, what's your mindset? And he's like, listen, anytime you can do something that you will fail seven out of every ten times and be considered a Hall of Famer is something I want to do. Just think about that. You hit 300, you're pretty much guaranteed to be in the Hall of Fame. Hitting 300 means you fail 7 out of every 10 plate appearances. What a great mindset. It's not about failure, it's about success. It's not about, damn, you know, I hit that to short and I should have re- that was my pitch, I should have hit it over the wall. It's about next plate appearance, next plate appearance, next game, next plate appearance. Mindset is everything. And this leads me to my last point. Make this year your best year ever. By never, ever giving up. Giving up is the easiest thing you will ever do. Trust me, I was very, very close to giving up a lot of things. There are times I think about giving up this show. Just just walking away, just going, you know what? It's not worth it. Just It just is not worth it. We'll talk about that next in the next segment. There have been t- countless times. I could I lost count of many times I've thought of giving up. Thought of giving up writing because I suck. Thought about giving up this show. Thought about giving up, you know, my weights, the training in the gym. Thought about giving up in America. Thought, thought, just thinking about giving up everything. It's easy. Because you know what? When you give up, it's like there's this thing that in this psychological where it's like, you know what? If I just give up, all the pain goes away. All the rejections go away. They don't. All you do when you give up is you're accepting the status quo. You're accepting that, you know what? You're not made in God's image. That there are things you can't achieve. That you're given dreams. That were just, hey, hey, this is what you could have been. It's like, you know, you lived your life and, you know, remember it's a wonderful life kind of scenario where, hey, you're given this life and then they send you this picture of this dream. This is what you could have been. But you didn't. Because you gave up. Whatever your goal is, whatever your dream is, reflect on this show. Share it with someone else who's going for their dreams. But whatever you do, never ever give up and work your butt off to make 2019 your best year. I have a favor to ask of all of you. If you can please subscribe to this show. Um, We're on all major platforms, SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, Omni FM, uh, CastBox, Spotify. We're everywhere. If you subscribe to the show, a new show is going to be released every Saturday, 12 noon Eastern, as always going forward. Please share it with your family and your friends. I need your help. I want to finish up today's show by... A few housekeeping rules for you and why I need your help and what I some of my goals are for this year. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've always been honest with you, but I'm going to give you the details of what I'm trying to do and where I need your help. So firstly, I need your help with this show. I don't want anyone to, to knock anybody or to knock anything. This is business. I am so honored and privileged to be part of the Blaze family. And to be part now of Blaze TV. I have... This show was growing month on month. And our last couple of months in 2018 had great our best ever months. And that is a large part thanks to you, but also thanks to the Blaze. As you all heard over last month, Blaze TV merged with, with CRTV. One of the benefits I had and this show had was we were promoted. Our article, our, a link to our show was on the Blaze every week. You probably saw it and you listened through it. Uh, for for a couple of weeks and probably a couple of months as things get sorted and new people come on board, that isn't going to happen. So the one of the biggest avenues of uh, exposure that we had was on theblaze.com. We're not going to have that for, for a while. I've been told they're working on stuff, which is great. Um, I'm so excited for the future of the Blaze. But for the next few months, maybe two, three, four months, we're not going to be exposed on the Blaze. So I need your help. 
If you can, please, you know, share it with a family and a friend, whether it's on social media or even privately. Just say, hey, check this guy out. He has a sexy accent. Hey, he's, he's sexy and he's bald. Um, uh, but he's, he does different shows. Please do it. I cannot do it without you. Second thing. I want to share a funny story with you before I talk to you about my goals for 2019 and where you come in and getting to America. So I've spoken a lot about finding a, a wife on this show. The, you know, that is one of my goals because I had a great Christmas. I hope you all had a great Christmas as well. It was Mine was just very quiet, very low-key, very relaxed, which is what I needed. My Irish job was so busy. And I just got some sleep and caught up in some reading and just enjoyed it. But I found it very lonely. I miss. I need someone special. I'm getting older. I'm not getting younger. It's not like I'm 21 anymore. Go, yeah, I can totally be single. It's fine. You know... As you get into your mid-30s, it's like, huh, I'm 30 and uh, I'm still single. Uh, we need to talk. Um, but I was reading this story, one of the biggest stories in the, the UK. And this goes, I love the media. You know, all these things going on. Even the outrages around Donald Trump. And apparently, you know, he signed a MAGA hat for a troop. <gasps> oh, my God, impeach him right away. But in the UK, there was this story about, and how these people are found out, I have no idea. But, you know, two single people. You know, it's old, the old romantic style, you know, boy meets girl, boy falls in love, boy proposes to girl, girl says yes, boy and girl get married, boy and girl have kid, boy and girl live happily ever after. Nah, it doesn't happen this way. Boy and girl are single. In 2019, what do you do when you're single? Apparently, you go on dating websites, and one of them is, I don't, I don't think this is one of them, but I, I st- show you how out of the loop I am. I know one is Tinder, and it's one you swipe left and right. I don't know which is good and which is bad. Can I assume by political persuasion in America, just taking a wild guess, left is good and right is bad? Because, you know, right is neo-Nazis, but I don't know. But anyway, they joined a dating website, and they went, hey! And they found each other and they started talking. Apparently you message each other and all this type of stuff. You message each other, you have fun. And, you know, I don't know what they did. And they got friendly with each other. And I think they spoke on the phone and they said, you know what? I think I'd like to date you. Instead of going the old-fashioned way of, hey, let's date each other and court each other. And I don't think people do courting anymore. Do they even use that word? Probably not because, hey, it's the way it is. But they decided, you know what, let's let's forget all that, that's so old school, you know, footy duddies, you know, courting and having some dates, no, let's, we'll do something different, it'd be cool to tell the grandkids our story, so what they did was for their first date, they got on a plane and went to Vegas and got married, mm-hmm, you can, I can already tell, this, ever who is, ever who the PR person for this is going to make a lot of money, because they have the story of them getting married, then they'll have the story about, you know, how they get on. We also had the story right away where, you know, yes, they got married and you know what? Because England needed to know this. The Daily Mail felt this is important. They consummated the marriage on the night. Uh-huh. Wink, wink. That's what we all need to know. We'll have the story about maybe when she's pregnant. We'll have the story when they break up. We'll have the story when the kid is screwed. We'll have loads of stories. They're going to pe- get loads of PR. But this is what the Daily Mail was uh, was telling us. But this week, there was a very interesting update. They've got married and they're back. Um, it turns out that uh, one of the per- people involved in the marriage is into, first of all, has a insatiable sex drive, is into bondage, and is into bondage parties. Which led me to just think about my situation and kind of go, first of all, would you, because people say to me, Which, why don't you just marry a girl for a visa? When you, hear, when you see this story, you're like, jeez, you got to be careful who you marry. You know, I got to date someone. I would never do this, by the way. Never marry someone for a visa. But that kind of led me to some questions. You know, so you you've meet this girl on a dating website. You say, you know what? It's cool. Let's go get married. Do you think this came up before they got married or after they got married? And if it came up after they got married, how do you react? Now, maybe it's irrelevant because maybe you're into that stuff yourself or... Maybe, you know, maybe it's chances are it's going to be destined for divorce anyway, so you may as well just, you know, forget the the middle bit. Just get married, find this out and get divorced. I don't know, but 
it, that's what the Daily Mail felt it was so important. Oh, and the royals are at each, at each other's loggerheads. Apparently, we had first the two girls don't like each other, and then it was the girl and the boy don't like each other, and there's there's strife in in in, in the monarchy. There's strife, and I, I'm so obsessed. But that was just a bit of humor for you. On to the second thing I need your help with. So I put out on social media that, spoiler for 2019, this is the year I'm going to get to America. I don't want to tell you all the details now, but because I don't want to bore you with the nitty-gritty, but this is where I need your help. I have found a legal way to get to America. It's going to be hard, but I've found a legal way. I cannot legally work in America. I cannot find a way to get there without a college degree and more experience in it or a job that was willing to hire me doing what I do right now. Just not an option. I'm not willing to sit in college for four years. Sorry, I love you, America, but I would rather bang my head off a brick wall for four years constantly than go to college. And also, I don't want to get in debt. Over the last couple of months, I've told you I got an Irish job full-time. I have literally put every penny I have earned that I had spare and cleared my debt. One of the big milestones, my big Christmas presents this year, was I became debt-free for the first time in my adult life. Literally debt-free. I owe no one nothing. Um, that's what I did. Here's my plan. The way I can find myself getting to America is I can get a one-year volunteer visa. And it can be extended. I can work for... not Sorry, not work. I cannot work legally in America. But I can volunteer with a 501c3. And how I'm going to fund this is, over the next couple of months, I am, I'm going to Texas, as you all know, in February. And I'm going to meet with some people and hopefully have some good conversations about helping people. But here's my plan in a nutshell. I'm going to get this volunteer visa, hopefully with some 501c3. I don't know who the, who's going to help me and sponsor me and who's going to work with me to get over there. But I'm getting over there on this visa. It's pretty much a guarantee. There's no labor certs. There's no lawyers involved. It's just you cannot work and you cannot accept money from people. So here's my plan. Get a 501c3. Work over there as a volunteer. Be on the ground. I want to be a volunteer. I want to serve you. I want to, you know, if there's a disaster, I want to be there. If there's people in need, I want to be there. I want to work in churches. However, who the 501c3 is, volunteer with them as much as they need me to. The hope is that they can they can't pay me a salary going hey here's we'll give you 10 grand to do this or 20 grand what they can do is they can help me with bills so my hope is that someone will help me with a lodgings for volunteer services i don't know whether this is realistic or not i'm just putting it out there this is what my plan is and i'm saving every penny i have that i will be able to fund myself fund my flights you know fund my food fund everything else I want to do. Because when I'm there, I'm going to volunteer. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to volunteer. I'm going to keep growing this show. I'm going to keep writing. But I'm going to start doing public speaking. If you've been, some of you all listen and know me through public speaking and to to turning up at my events, I don't look for money. I speak for free. Every gift I've been given about the knowledge I have, I pretty much got for free or close to it by listening to people, by seeing videos. It's my turn to give back. That is my hope. That is my dream. That is how I will get to America in 2019. On a volunteer visa working or volunteering with a 501c3 and speaking around the country at different parts for free. How can you help? There's only one way you can help and this, it's a big thing to ask. I need you to pray for me. Pray that this comes true. Pray that I find the right 501c3 and that they see something in me that they're willing to help that they are willing to maybe help me with some of my costs, help me with some subsistence. That is what I'm asking you. I hate asking for things. One of the things I really suck at is asking for help from people. But if I could ask you for the two things, one, share this show, because this show is going to have a lot of things planned for 2019. Not only am I moving there, but we're going to be talking about different issues we're going to talk about history. I'm sick and tired of being around politics. I don't do much politics on this show, but we need to start delving deep into your history. We need to start delving deep into the Constitution. 
I spoke earlier on about when I was going through my goals and giving you using me as a gimme pick. You know, one of the reasons I can't give up is because I see your constitution being destroyed by both sides. I see either people either flat out ignoring it or not knowing the constitution. I see so many people and I talk to so many people who cannot explain to me in very simple ways why America is an exceptional nation. For me, either one of two things is going to happen. I'm going to get to America. That's a guarantee. Bank on it. But one of two things is going to happen. Because here's my biggest goal. I'm going to start talking to you why your country is exceptional. And I'm going to get you to understand why America is exceptional. You may ignore it. You may think it's full of baloney. You may even think, you know what, John, that's great, but that's 230 years ago. Okay, that's cool, but you're going to know it. Or I'm going to die trying. Because you need to understand, and the world needs to understand, what freedom is. Because what I am seeing in America and around the world is different forms of tyranny growing. And everyone is silent. Whether it's our friends at OUR with sex slavery, whether it's our Muslim brothers and sisters in the, under the Chinese government been put in concentration camps, whether it's our Chinese brothers and sisters of all different religions been put in re-education camps and given social scores, whether it is European governments just running and running amok over each and every individual state, whether it is the great British people, not the country, the people, who have been so trampled upon that they have been convinced that they are nothing without the European Union. The great British Empire, the country that used to have a saying that said the great sun never sets on the empire, is now nothing without the European Union. Whether it's individual rights, whether it's people actually understanding they have a right to their opinion, they have a right to keep the fruits of their labor, they have a right to pursue their happiness. These are not common treads anymore. And sadly to say, not even in America. People always ask me, what side am I on? This week, the big Romney-Trump debate. What side are you on? Neither. I'm still here doing the same side I'm on. I'm not on a politician side. I'm on principle side. I am on the side of principles. The side I will always be on. The side of God. The side of nature's law. The side of freedom. The side of free markets. The side of just leaving people alone. And the side of the Constitution. And let me be very clear when I say the side of the Constitution. Everyone can just run around today and say, Hey, I'm a constitutionalist. I'm, I'm for the Constitution. Now let me be very blunt about the Constitution. I am on the side of the Constitution where Article 1, Section 8 says there are 18 things the federal government can do and everything else they can't. I am on the side of the Constitution when it says all power should be vested in Congress. I am on the side of the Constitution when it comes to Article 2 being nothing more than a figurehead. I am on the side of the Constitution where it says Article 1, Article 2 and Article 3 powers all have a responsibility and a duty to decide what's constitutional and not just Article 3. And I'm on the side of the Tenth Amendment and federalism where if it's not in Article 1, Section 8 and if it's not part of Article 2, it's left to the states. Even if them states decide, you know what, we don't want to touch it, we don't want to, and it's, it's, for the, it's not for the good of the country, then it's tough. That doesn't mean, just because it's for the greater good does not mean you can destroy the Constitution. I am for those things. And most importantly, and I think this is most important maybe today, I am for change through persuasion, not force. So many today want to compel you to think a certain way. Want you to compel you to think and act a certain way, to feel a certain way. I don't. We are going to make the case each and every week why America is exceptional. Why the idea of America still has meaning. Why that idea still holds true today. And we are going to make a positive difference. Not me, but all of us. Because we're in this together. We're not, you're not my listeners, you're not my audience, you're my family, you're my friends. And we will do this together. We will make a positive impact on society. We did that last year with the hoodies that we sold. 
where we raised something like, I think it was, the final amount was over $800 or something. I can't remember the exact amount for Mercury One. This is a small show. No audience, no no, uh, advertisers. That is what we did. And I am so thankful for you. But we will make a positive difference in society. So if I could humbly ask you for those two things, please share this show each and every week with someone new. Please introduce them. That is how we will grow. That is how we will share a positive message. And two, pray for me. And if you do those, here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to continue what I've always done, not giving up on you. And each and every week, I'm going to work my butt off to give you the best show that is possible. Where it encourages you where it inspires you, where it gives you hope, where I'm not playing to your fears, because we're going to talk about bad things, like the economy and certain economic news that could potentially come in 2019, 2020. But I'm going to not appeal to your fears. I'm going to appeal to your hopes, because I still believe the American people are hopeful, that you want to see a brighter tomorrow. That is my job. Let us work together to achieve it. And if you pray for me, I will be among you in 2019 and I cannot wait. And I will not be beholden to anyone. There will be no sacred cows. I will tell you the truth as I always have done and I will stand for principles even if I lose. I finish up today's show by saying two things. Firstly, I'm on social media. If you think I'm wrong or you want to get in touch or you want more details or anything, you just want to engage me, I love hearing from you. Freedom Disciple on Twitter, Jonathan Dunn fifty eight on on Facebook. Please share, especially if you leave if you're on iTunes, subscribe, leave a review. And we finish this show the way we do each and every week by reminding you of two very fundamental things. By saluting those who are really, really important in society. Your police, your firefighters, your emergency personnel and your vets, the men and women who fight for your freedoms, for our freedoms twenty four seven. And lastly I salute you, the great American people. Never, ever, ever forget this. America's not great because of Donald Trump or Paul Ryan or Nancy Pelosi or George Washington or Thomas Jefferson or the D.C. or the media. America is great because of your people. America is great because Americans are good. Until next Saturday at 12 noon Eastern, have a beautiful and blessed week and work on your goals. You can do it. is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network.